Riding through this world All alone God takes your soul You're on your own The crow flies straight A perfect line On the devil's bed Until you die And welcome everyone to another episode of the Crossroads Podcast. It's not just any episode of the Crossroads Podcast. Let me be the first to welcome you guys to the 12 Days of Christmas presented to you by the 4th Wall Pop Network. So, being that my show is the first show that drops during the week... Uh, I get to open the 12 Days of Christmas. So, on the 12 Days of Christmas, my true love gave to me Dusty Dave talking about wrestling. It's your boy, the man of a thousand gimmicks, Dusty fucking Dave. And we had quite an interesting week of wrestling from... Kenny Omega appearing in three companies in one week. More on that a little later. We're heading into the go-home week for the last pay-per-view of the year with WWE TLC. And NXT has announced its next special, which occurs on January 6th as New Year's Evil. Now, a lot of you who may or may not like uh, New Japan, they have a competitor there named Evil, and uh, he always says, everything is evil. Um, Apparently, that's not the case, considering the fact that New Year's evil. So, let's get into it. Uh... Once again, I I kind of feel that I don't give Raw its its due, considering the fact that it's so hard for me to watch. There are so, so, so few storylines that I'm actually interested in. Um, It's a shame, but it is what it is. Of the matches that we're getting as it applies to TLC, I'm all for AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre in a TLC match. Especially when you consider TLC matches usually favor the smaller, more nimble competitors. But obviously, you got Drew McIntyre and he has the height advantage. However, especially now that AJ Styles is being accompanied to the ring by Omos, 
we could see some fuckery in this match. But this is a match I've really wanted to see for a while when you consider AJ Styles was in TNA slash Impact, then finished up with uh, Impact in New Japan before coming to WWE. And then Drew McIntyre uh, started his brief indie run that uh, saw him winning the TNA slash Impact Championship. And then when uh, McIntyre comes back, he came back to NXT. And obviously... uh, they haven't, up until recent memory, been on the same shows. So, I like that we're getting fresh matches. Um, they're both very technically sound competitors. I'm loving this uh, this new Drew McIntyre with his with the sword thing that um, we got from uh, Sheamus. I'm curious if we're going to potentially have matches between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. But, uh, yeah, so we're getting that in a TLC match. Now, another match that I'm really looking forward to is The Fiend versus Randy Orton. As it stands right now, the match doesn't have a stipulation yet. Um, I don't think they're going to be doing three TLC matches. And I personally think a tables match would be too low-key, so to speak. So I don't know what stipulation to add to this. I really hope they don't go the way of the chairs match or memories of last year stairs. But um, no, it, it, this is really interesting, especially now that you have The Fiend and Alexa Bliss aligned. And in recent weeks, you have Randy Orton um, viewing Alexa Bliss as having found The Fiend's weak spot. Uh, and considering Randy Orton is going into this as heel, I'm I'm expecting either in the go-home Raw or potentially even at the uh, pay-per-view, I'm expecting the pairing of Alexa Bliss and... Fiend to become baby faces. How that's going to work, I do not know. Because the Fiend character does not give off babyface vibes. In fact, the only time we've seen babyface vibes from the Fiend has been when. He was holding Alexa 
a couple weeks ago. And I would even say he showed... No, uh, I mean, he, he he's shown some babyface qualities here or there. But, I mean, just the way he looks with the mask, it's really hard to have... Babyface and the fiend in the same sentence. So I'm curious to see what we get from that. Now, another match I'm looking forward to is the New Day versus the Hurt business of Shelton Benjamin versus Cedric. How we got to this point is weird. It seems like the Hurt business is trying to bring to light a uh, hold all the gold type of a moment similar to what Undisputed Era did in NXT. Uh, But considering the circumstances, I don't know if you really take the titles off of the New Day. Um, You had Kofi losing a match last week and then having a uh he beat Shelton then having another match against Cedric right after and already having gone through a match he lost that that's usually how it happens when they do secondary matches not too far after but one thing I'll say about this match is these two teams can go I didn't like the hurt business at first but I mean Now, like, hashtag business is booming. Like, and honestly, like, just the way they look with, like, the hot, the finer things in life, uh, reminds me of a a good friend who was, who always literally cash rules everything around me. Um, but... Yeah, the weird thing about this is we have a secondary angle um, between Riddle and MVP. Why? I have no idea. Riddle is, he's kind of in a weird spot right now. But when you're paired with MVP, it like there's gold. So I, I'm curious to see what we come from. Now the match sponsored by the raw brand that I'm not looking forward to is Asuka and Lana versus Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. You guys know how badly I did not, like the way they uh, had Lana go over from Survivor Series, being the sole survivor, standing on the apron while Nia and Bianca Belair were getting counted out. And now the fact that Asuka's in another Women's Tag Team Championship feud doesn't make any sense. I personally think it would be 
better if she was defending her Raw Women's Championship against someone. Um, I I don't understand this pairing. I really don't. I'm not sure if this if this is how they're going to get Lana her first taste of gold, so to speak. Or I don't know if maybe this is going to lead to an Asuka-Lana match. But frankly, as I've said before, Lana, Lana doesn't exactly uh, deserve much the way she's being booked. And I, I'm not really feeling her in these in these segments. Um, one thing I will say, uh, I didn't mention it at the beginning because I wanted to do the uh, Twelve Days of Christmas intro. Um, not really intro, welcoming, so to speak, but uh, the. The past week, we lost another WWE legend. Uh, rest in peace, Pat Patterson. Um, I will say the WWE in memoriam videos of Pat of Patterson with um, I did it my way. Um, very moving, very moving, and I mean they had the uh, superstars of each show begin on the ramp which obviously is a it's a big thing when a legend passes away um while it hurts that the person's gone from what I was reading it did seem that he in fact was suffering in his later in his later days so Obviously, one positive is that the suffering is no longer there. But thank you, Pat Patterson, for everything you've done. Enjoy that heavenly WrestleMania ramp. So moving on to Tuesday. Once again, for... I... It's been a while since I've talked about Impact uh, regularly, but we had the Kenny Omega appearance. Um, accompanied by Don Callis, who is seeming to take on the mantle of Kenny Omega's manager, even though, let's be serious, Kenny Omega does not need a fucking manager. But... um. Basically, what I got from the uh, quote-unquote interview was that A, this is going to be the slow burn of slow burns because Kenny's basically not admitting anything other than speaking riddles about wanting uh, more collector's items. Seeming to liken the idea of other organizations' championships as comic book releases number one. Spider-Man number one, etc., etc. So I don't know if we're going to have a... Uh, 
storyline similar to uh, the Hardy's Expedition of Gold, but Kenny Omega. Um, but it's uh, it's pretty crazy seeing Kenny make an appearance on a show that is not AEW. Now, mind you, later in the week, he did also appear on Dynamite, which we'll get to, and also he defended his cha- his uh, Triple A uh, Mega Campeonato cha- Championship in at Triple A's event Triple Mania, which I gauge is their WrestleMania. And uh, while I didn't watch the uh, match. I did see the gif of the final um, part of the match, which was an avalanche one-winged angel from the second rope, which uh, ended the match against Laredo Kid. And I shit you not, even just having watched the just having watched that part of the match, like, that was crazy, it also looked like Laredo Kid got the shit kicked out of him with that move, and, uh, you even had Kenny selling, or not selling, uh, tweaking his knee on that, even though his knee never made contact during that part of the match with the, uh, apron, or the ring, so, I don't know, but, yeah, so, Kenny, in one week, appears on Impact, AEW, and Triple R, so, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty legit, uh, week, so to speak, um, another part of AEW is you had the, uh, finals, of the Dynamite Dozen, uh, Orange Cassidy versus MJF. You basically had uh, distractions and interferences galore from the inner circle, um, and the best friends along with their squad. Uh, they also had the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison, and Brian Pillman Jr., Obviously, the best friends. Um, but you have MJF winning again due to an interference from Miro. I did not like this. First off, somebody said this on Twitter. I completely forget who. But what the fuck is Miro wearing? Is he literally just showcasing all the money that he banked during that time he wasn't used in WWE on these obnoxious wardrobes from like Versace and Gucci and all that shit? I don't know, but literally it it, it it's not easy on the eyes. But second of all, I think the concept for the Dynamite Dozen Ring is stupid. And MJF's done really nothing with it since uh, 
he first won it, other than have Wardlow carry his ring and later lose to Moxley. So, I don't know. I personally think it's stupid. But that's neither here nor there. Merry Christmas. That's your one for the show. But we also had the return of the Stinger. He came back to TNT last week, and he actually spoke. First off, we got the historically memorable It's Sting from Tony Schiavone. And we had... uh, it's we had what it seemed like uh stinger reference his potential first feud or potential eventual um uh role with Darby Allen um pointing out the likeness between how sting used to be and Darby Allen Especially when they showcase Darby Allen being on the uh, the upper decks of Daly's place, it is very Stinger esque. But we also had um, we also had him talk to uh, Cody, saying the only thing about Sting that's for certain is nothing is for certain. Um. So what I'm getting from that, guys, is, in fact, Sting will be wrestling. Now, I am both excited for this and nervous at the same time. Excited, considering the fact that we can all agree, as great as it was to see him in WWE, losing to Triple H at WrestleMania, and then the match with Seth Rollins where Seth Rollins basically ended Sting's career it did not go well and yes we could all agree we wanted to see that Undertaker Sting match that's always going to be one of the matches what if it happened but considering Sting is now 61 years old and the Undertaker having had basically his whole lower body bionically replaced, knee replacements, hip replacements, etc., etc., in some of the matches that we've seen him have lately, I don't think the match would have left us with a good taste in our mouth, so to speak. So I do hope if Sting does in fact work matches, as in plural, I do hope we don't get some of these crazy spot fest matches. But once again, the only thing that's certain about Sting is nothing is for certain. Um, and then, I mean, with Darby, I'm a little disappointed in the fact that the TNT Championship, which around Cody's waist was defended every Tuesday hasn't been defended in ages 
So uh, come on. It's named TNT Championship for a reason, and that's not just to appear over the shoulder of somebody on TNT. So, yeah, let's let's get it defended weekly again. Huh? 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 Yeah, that's a good idea. Dear Santa, I want to see the TNT Championship defended weekly on AW Dynamite. Thank you. Love, Dusty, Dave. All right, let me uh, send that on out to the North Pole. Moving on. But uh, other than that, yeah, it, it, other than that, it's the show really didn't do anything for me. Oh, and the Inner Circle sang together. Cool. Now, with NXT, mind you, we did just come off of a takeover. It was a great takeover. It was wonderful. But, um, in all honesty, I didn't figure it had a chance in the ratings and the demos due to Sting and due to the Kenny thing. But, as I said... We have the next NXT special, which is New Year's Evil. Oh, and by the way, I do have a question for all of you guys. New Year's Evil is on the 6th. AW also has a special on the 6th. They also have a special the week before and a week before. So is that NXT... Is that NXT counter-programming AW? Or is, once again, the big bad NXT counter-programming? Yeah, shut the fuck up. Everyone counter-programs. But anyway. TakeOver is coming gone. We're now on the road to New Year's Evil. And this week on NXT, we have Kyle O'Reilly versus Peter, Pete Dunne. Winner to face Finn Balor at New Year's Evil. I'm really excited for this, guys. Um, I'm thinking we're going to see Pete Dunne win, especially considering the fact that Kyle O'Reilly challenged Finn the last time, and they basically sent each other to the fucking hospital. Um, but you never know. But uh, Karrion Cross returned. And Scarlet. Scarlet came out during Finn, during uh, Finn's talk. Um, and Finn even said to her to let Karrion know that when he's ready, I'm ready. So I definitely think this is a match we have to get. I'm curious on whether Karrion Cross is going to get the title right back whenever they do face, or if they're going to have these dusty finishes, my namesake, to continue the feud. Mind you, Karrion Cross was unstoppable and unbeatable before his injury, and technically he still is unbeaten. The only thing that beat him was a separated shoulder that he finished a match with. Um, 
So while we have Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly facing off for the number one contendership for the WWE NXT Championship, you had Karrion Cross attack who seemingly is his next feud with Damian Priest. I mean, I like it. As I just said, I would have. I'm curious on where Karrion Cross is gonna fit into Finn's future plans, and also if this is gonna be just a, a short feud, short feud, one and done, for um, Karrion Cross and Damian Priest, uh, considering the fact that while they don't have the next takeover announced, I'm assuming it's going to be February, March, depending on what ends up happening with fans in the stadium for the pay-per-views and the road to WrestleMania. We all know that they usually have the big four accompanied with takeovers. They stopped that uh, with um, war games. So I don't know if we're going to get a takeover in the realm of Royal Rumble or if it's going to separate the uh, open space time leading to uh, WrestleMania weekend. I have to think they do one WrestleMania weekend. That's just me. Um, and it seems that uh, the coalition of Johnny Gargano Austin Theory, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell is going by the way. I don't know how I feel about that. I think that name's really corny, and I honestly don't know. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it, but it is what it is. That. That's really as much as I can say about it. It is what it is. Um, and yeah, I mean, Candice LeRae uh, looks like her wrist was uh, injured slash uh, broken. I don't know. She did take some wicked ball, wicked uh, spots in the War Games match. Dakota Kai's also. Um, in fact, injured, um, so I guess it's safe to say that maybe Raquel Gonzalez is going to be the one that is, uh, going to challenge Io Shirai for her NXT Women's Championship, and while we've been getting a bunch of tag team matches, yeah, we've been getting a bunch of tag team matches with no indication of who will be taking on the team of Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, before we go on to SmackDown, round out the current card for TLC and uh, give some administrivia before next week's episode, let me write another Dear Santa. Dear Santa... Can NXT and AEW be on different nights? I enjoy them both 
and I feel the head-to-head hurts each of them. Sincerely, Dusty Dave. Alright, so we have that. Now, with SmackDown, the remaining matches that have thus been announced are Roman Reigns and versus Kevin Owens in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. And honestly, I feel that Roman has been doing some of the best work of his uh, uh, in a while. The pairing with Paul Heyman, and it's not a friends thing, so like when Paul Heyman was with Brock Lesnar, this is strictly business, but Paul Heyman with Roman, and you have Jay doing Roman's dastardly deeds, interfering, attacks with the chairs, etc., etc. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you even have Roman Reigns addressing Kevin Owens's family over the TV screen. It. It's a line that usually you don't cross. However, for the sake of this feud, because obviously we know Roman Reigns as the head of the table, the provider, etc., etc. He's supposed to be a family man. He is a family man, even though his uh, machinations these days are coming off a lot more selfish. And Kevin Owens is the ultimate family man. Yeah, he's gone through best friends galore. Ask Sami Zayn and Chris Jericho. A la Festival of Friendship. Why is my name on here? Anyway. It's going to be a great match. Do I expect Roman to lose? Absolutely not. But Kevin, Kevin's going to hold his own. Kevin's going to hold his own in the same way that Roman made Jay look good in those matches. Um, leading up to Hell in a Cell, I quit. Roman's going to make Kevin look good. And where he goes from there, I don't know. Because Kevin does belong in the main title picture. So who knows, maybe we'll get a elongated feud over it. Who knows? But we also have Sasha Banks versus a recently returned Carmella. Um, hashtag untouchable. I don't know. But uh, they had this match on SmackDown. Um, Carmella came down with her small yay. Uh, it ended with a disqualification. Obviously, whenever that happens, it leads to the match uh, being done at the pay-per-view. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's crazy uh, that it was show, uh, Sasha Banks mentioned, uh, I believe it was yesterday, that it was um, her anniversary from signing with WWE. Uh, I'm not sure I'm actually looking up 
Uh, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, sheesh, I, I can never find this when I'm looking for it. But yeah, you Sasha Banks recently mentioned how it was her anniversary signing with WWE and now member of the Four Horsewomen NXT Women's Championship Tag Team Championship Raw Women's Championship SmackDown Tag Team Championship like she's she's done it all and she's literally I mean literally a la Chris Traeger from Parks and Recreation. She's literally so young. It's amazing. I don't know. So uh, congratulations on your anniversary. Sorry to the fans that I can't find where I bookmarked that tab for her to uh, to talk about that. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this match. I'm glad that we've finally gotten past Sasha Banks' uh, being unable to defend her championship. That was getting old really quickly. Um, so this match should, should be good. Uh, I'm curious on whether we're going to get a SmackDown Tag Team Championship for this uh, pay-per-view. Um, also, we, have no, we haven't heard anything regarding the Intercontinental Championship or the United States Championship. Um, I mean, one thing we got was Sami Zayn getting a cool shirt done by WWE. That's literally a drawing of him. Stick figure. I am Sami Zayn. I think it's hilarious, but unless it's a person I like, I'm not going to get... Um, well, I, I like Sami Zayn, but I don't like the uh, material used for WWE's shop's shirts. Um, I much prefer the uh, the soft unisex that's used with um, the indie wrestlers and uh, pro wrestling tees, like that Bella and Canvas soft style unisex. The WWE shop, just they, they always feel too rough, and my skin gets chafed. But um, yeah, and uh, then while I didn't watch... Uh, Impact's final resolution. Um, another appearance from Kenny. Uh, and uh, we had uh, him have a face-to-face with Carl uh, Anderson. Yeah, Machine Gun Carl Anderson was on the list to get into Kenny's, um, into Kenny's uh, bus. So it'll be interesting to see if we're going to potentially go for a... Uh, Bullet Club reunion, so to speak. Mind you, Bullet Club is probably copyrighted and um, trademarked by New Japan. Uh, that's why AJ Styles went with the club. Um, I'm curious to see if uh, we're going to get a champion versus champion match between Kenny and Rich Swan. Or whoever the Impact World Champion is, not the TNA World Champion. Sorry, Moose, you you don't qualify for this. And I'm curious if we're going to get that Young Bucks versus Good Brothers match. Boy, do I hope so. So there you have it, everyone. That's our show. Now, 
first first off, while I am finishing up, let me remind you all that we have just done we have just started a an online store where you can get shirts for each show that is on the fourth wall pop network. I will include that link when I post this episode um and when I uh promote this episode on the social media because uh we're doing it with T Public and uh the the link to the shop that they give us is weird. So be on the lookout for that. And we are officially launching on YouTube on January 1st. So be on the lookout for that. I know myself included, I've always uh done better seeing things rather than just hearing things. Now, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work yet. I think in the early stages of it, we are in fact just going to be um, adding the audio and such to YouTube. Um, I do believe, in fact, uh, we're going to try and make some additional content, maybe shortlists, something like that for the YouTube, I don't know yet, but be on the lookout for that on January 1st. Now, before I get into bidding you all adieu, dropping the social medias, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that today is the first day of Christmas, presented to you by the 4th Wall Pop Network. So, with that being said, obviously... That means there's a second, and a third, and a fourth, etc., etc., etc. So, if you listen to the 4th Wall Pop Network, you've gotten used to our schedule. And And there will be your first seven days we'll go through. And then, I'm lucky enough to have two shows, and I actually will also have two days of Christmas. Being that I have the two shows, next week's episode is still going to drop usual spot, Monday morning at 10 a.m., but it is going to be the Crossroads Pit Stops Uh episode I'm still I'm going to dedicate about half the episode to talking about TLC and the other half of the episode talking about the weekly occurrences this week in wrestling so be on the lookout for that um so you can find me at i n d i e underscore d u s t y D-A-V-E. You can find the show at T-H-E-K-R-O-S-S-R-H-O-D-E-S. And you can find all 
episodes of The Crossroads, of The Pit Stops, and of all of our shows, like Getting Grilled, like Anime Adventures, like Pop Sports Shorts, like New Normal Wrestling, like Big Heck and Wade, and Pop Culture Collective, and we have some we have some newbies coming, but you can find all of our episodes at our anchor our anchor site, which is linked in the bio at F O U R T H W A L L P O P. So being that Kenny Omega's all the rage right now. Let's do this. It is at this time that I must bid you adieu. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Bang. Hashtag TikTok do the work. Hashtag make it pop. Dusty Dave out.